keep the receipt, bookmark it, do whatever you want to do. That doesn't matter. Jackson Dart is the best quarterback in the SEC. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. And I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by the Game Time app. Go to the Game Time app, download it, create an account, and use code Locked On College, all one word. For $20 off your first purchase, that could come in handy for the LSU game later in the month that is sold out. Secondary market is going to be a thing there. So do that, the Game Time app. So I have been sitting on this throughout the whole summer. I've been wanting to do this, and I want it to maximize um, basically the number of eyeballs that are going to see it because I've thought this for an extremely long period of time. But Jackson Dart is the best player in the Southeastern Conference. Well, the best quarterback in the Southeastern Conference, I should say. And yes, you might want to talk about KJ Jefferson. Yes, you want to might want to talk about Jaden Daniels and all that. Yeah, I I don't care. I'm not hearing that. And I'm going to tell you why Jackson Dart's journey has me really intrigued about what he could do in year two in this Lane Kiffin offense. Now. Jackson Dart was the Gatorade National Player of the Year coming out of high school. The Trevor Lawrence thing decided to go to USC. At USC, he ran an air raid type scheme, which that's important for ju- in just a second. But he was successful in it. He had a game where he threw for 391 yards, let a comeback, was honestly on the field quite a bit in this air raid system late in the season for USC, even with a torn meniscus. Really good football player, Jackson Dart. And and the thing that everybody needs to know is that the air raid is like ethanol for a quarterback. It requires the position to be played a little bit differently, and so much muscle memory is learned. When Jackson Dart went to USC, he was holding on to the football too long. He was waiting for reads to develop, and he was working his progression. All of the stuff that is hallmarks of the air raid system but maybe is not necessary in an RPO system that is supposed to be bang-bang. But he did that and got really good and developed some muscle memory. Now, whenever the coach got fired at USC, I think it was Clay Helton, and they hired Lincoln Riley, and it became known that basically Caleb Williams was going to USC. And Caleb Williams is a really good player, but Jackson Dart's a really good player as well. So he wanted to look for somebody that could maximize his ability maximize his growth and his development. And he chose the Ole Miss Rebels. Now, he moved to Mississippi. At, at, um, I think it was at the beginning of February. Spring started like a month later. It was a crash course for Jackson Dart. And he had to play catch up throughout the whole season. But by the end of the year, Jackson Dart was showing steady improvement at the quarterback position against Alabama, against the likes of even Arkansas. For one, for a couple of holding penalties, that game looks completely different. Um, against Mississippi State, even though it was played in a monsoon, led them over 90 yards down the field and was a two-point conversion from being um, completed from tying that game as well. 
He threw the ball quite a bit in the Texas Bowl, threw some interceptions. I do appreciate that he was a little bit more of a gunslinger in that game. But after that season, and this is the part where everybody needs to pay attention to what I'm saying. You can't tell the Jackson Stark story without telling this part of it as well or the beginning. Jackson Dart, after the Texas ball, said he planned to use the late season collapse to fuel his fire for 2023. So that happened in that Texas bowl. And then shortly thereafter that, Ole Miss brought in Walker Howard and Spencer Sanders for the quarterback controversy, quarterback competition. They also gave Jackson Dart homework to work on on the offseason. There were certain things that he needed to see. Lane Kiffin wanted to make sure that the spring from the previous spring, there's growth, there's movement, there's development. It isn't just a one-way street development. Both sides have to want it. And Jackson Dart admitted when it first happened, when that happened, there was a shock to his system and there was an emotional aspect of this impending quarterback battle that was coming up. And he talked about his emotions and what else was going on. But he went into spring camp and, and spring training, um, spring football, and completely dominated that competition to the point where by the end of spring practice, the job was his in all aspects, but Lane Kiffin saying it was his. And I think Lane Kiffin is doing what he's doing, not necessarily for Mercer or for Tulane or anything like that but he's doing it for Jackson. This is all for Jackson's benefit. And it got to the point where this job, the team had basically coalesced around him after spring, and he's continued to build on that as well. Now, now the words you're hearing coming out is that he's embracing the competition. He's ready for 2023 and self-confidence has never been a doubt at all. And, that's true. You've got the backstory of the last two years of Jackson Dart. Now, there's other parts of this as well, because we showed you the Gatorade National Player of the Year. He's toolsy. He has all the tools necessary to be successful at the quarterback position. He's done it at USC. He's got a 400-yard passing day last season against Vanderbilt. He can do it. But here was the problem with Ole Miss. Ole Miss had a problem in the middle of the field, whether it was Malik Heath or Jonathan Mingo, Michael Trigg not really panning out and getting injured to where Casey Kelly was the middle of the field player, that Jordan Watkins, who was a converted outside wide receiver, became the middle of the field player. And them having to do OJT essentially stunted the confidence of the quarterback position in order to use the center of that field. And you've heard me harp on the middle of the field over and over and over again about that was the missing piece in last year's offense. So what did Lane Kiffin do? He went out and got three middle of the field monsters that he can put in there. He got Zachary Franklin. He got Trey Harris, people that are known for contested catches. Caden Priestcorn at the tight end position because you know that he didn't want to be um, set up at tight end where your second round draft pick wide receiver is having to take snaps at tight end because you just need a body. You have a situation now to where there are middle of the field monsters lining up on Ole Miss's offense. And, and against Mercer, 
this is what we're going to look for. And we're going to talk about that as the week goes on. This is one of the main things, though, that we're going to look for. Now, add to that the fact that Quinshawn Judkins and the running back are about to be used in the pass game more frequently. If you looked at clips that Ole Miss put out over the um, fall camp, you saw wheel routes and things to Quinshawn Judkins or Ulysses Bentley. They were using the running backs in the pass game. And why is that important? When you take the one hole in Jackson Dart's game in 22, and if you look at these zones around the passes completed, the weakness was the middle of the field. If you take a running back who can remove a linebacker out of the middle of the field where you have less people in that part of the field, for Caden Priestcorn or even Michael Trigg, who has become a lottery ticket this year, or Zachary Franklin or Jordan Watkins, all of a sudden that becomes a little bit easier to handle. And you take all of that in there, you're going to see an Ole Miss offense working at a different level. Remember, all that muscle memory that was built in the USC air raid system, holding the ball too long, that made the offensive line look problematic at times. The middle of the field made that look like a definite weakness. I think Jackson Dart can make all the throws and do all the things that he needs to do. And this year, he will absolutely do it starting Saturday. That is my take. In the comments below, tell me why I'm right. Tell me why I'm wrong. But I genuinely think that is what's going to happen. I am foreseeing 3,500 yards and 30 touchdowns this season from Jackson Dart. I think that's going to happen. It all starts with Mercer before he goes down to Tulane as well. Should be a lot of fun there. I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by um, the Game Time app where you can get ticketing. And they do they basically do secondhand market ticketing. So you can forget planning months in advance because Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, comedy, theater, all of that stuff. You can do it. And it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. So get instant images of your seat before you buy, before you know exactly what to expect, where you are Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, you know, two taps, click, click, and you're there. It's all over your set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. So you never have to dig through your email again. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, all one word, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, all one word, all for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price. That could come in handy for the LSU game this season as well. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Also, on SiriusXM, catch the Ole Miss versus Mercer game at 1 p.m. Central on SiriusXM and hear the soothing sounds of David Kellum and the Ole Miss Football Radio Network as the home team broadcast goes out on Channel 81. You can see exactly how um, Jackson Dart does and hear the words coming out. We all like to hear David Kellum, but it's right there on SiriusXM, channel 81. 
All right. We need to talk a little bit about Mercer, I guess. Normally on Mondays, we do like a three things we learn type deal about the previous game. Well, there is no previous Ole Miss game, but there was a previous Mercer game and it wasn't great. I, I'm, I mean, we're, we're just going to be real about that. It wasn't great. And if Ole Miss struggles with this game, it could be, let's say, problematic, but I don't anticipate them to do that. Now, Mercer against North Alabama beat the North Alabama Lions, and I'm sure Ole Miss baseball fans are shuddering a little bit hearing North Alabama Lions, but the Mercer Bears beat the North Alabama Lions 17-7. to Mercer is ranked like 22nd in the FCS poll. They are a good football team. This is not a good result. North Alabama was not a good team in the um, last season. So maybe this was a situation that Mercer was overlooking the North Alabama Lions um, and get ready for their game in Oxford next weekend. The quarterback was Carter Peavy, 12-17, 115 yards and a touchdown, did not throw the ball very much. They ran for about 170 yards. Receiving-wise, obviously, they hit 115. But the player that everybody needs to pay attention to and this is the one that could be a game breaker in this game, is Devron Harper. Phil Steele rated him as an NFL draft pick as a kick returner. He's somebody that could turn out. So with Ole Miss in the punt game, Ole Miss in the kickoff game, although I don't anticipate many kickoffs because um, our kickoff guy, I think Caden Davis is his name, um, from what I hear is pretty consistently putting the ball in the end zone. He has a pretty big-time leg. Um, but the punt return game with Frazier Mason, Ole Miss needs to be on it. Now, I don't anticipate Mercer being that big of a deal going forward, but if they are, there's probably something that is going to happen in the special teams game and with Devron Harper as a returner. Again, it wasn't it wasn't much to look at. I mean, we watched the week zero. Most everybody watches week zero, but I found out in that North Alabama versus Mercer game, I'm probably not the level of sicko that I think I am. And I, cause I do think other people watched that game cover to cover that weren't North Alabama or Mercer fans. I made it about a quarter and a half. Now Mercer had trouble stopping the quarterback run game. I do not want Jackson Dart being a quarterback runner in this game, period. I, I, I want them to play Mercer as straight up as humanly possible. I want Ole Miss's athletes to do what they need to do. And I want the second half, Walker Howard and Austin Simmons to get the reps that they need to get ready for 2024. That's what I want to have happen. Um, we are going to have the voice of the Mercer Bears on the show a little bit later on this week. Whenever we normally do our crossover type episodes, we'll have that. Um, we have Pratt Rogers coming up tomorrow night. We have John Macon Gillespie tonight. Wednesday's kind of a little bit up in the air. Thursday is the voice of the Mercer Bears, and Friday is Tom Vanderford. That's kind of the schedule for this week. Should be a lot of fun, indeed. Now, real quick, before I go on to lines, the extremely popular lines, this is where you can find the game, and it is on SEC Network Plus or ESPN Plus. Now, those are two separate things. SEC Network Plus is available if your cable provider has SEC Network and you are subscribed to that. That's how you get SEC Network Plus. ESPN Plus is their pay service that is separate from the normal ESPN channels. 
It's confusing. That's the way it works. But if you have SEC Network on your TV package, odds are you can get SEC Network Plus. If you don't, you can get it through ESPN Plus, but this will be Ole Miss's one game a year that appears on ESPN Plus. Now, we talked about earlier Ole Miss should be on the home team broadcast on Channel 81 on Sirius XM. You can hear David Kellum and Harry Harrison and all the guys talk about the action around Jackson Dart starting year two, Quinchon Judkins. Um, all of the players that we need to hear about, it's there. So check that out on Channel 81 Indeed. A lot of fun. A lot of great stuff coming up. We're not talking about Mercer because we don't give away the rest of the week because starting Tuesday will be keys to the game. Wednesday will be what to watch for. Thursday will be the crossover episode. And Friday will be why Ole Miss wins the game. Doesn't matter who Ole Miss plays, the title of that episode will be absolutely the same. So tune in for that, everybody that has discovered the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we're just going to grow it. Tell a friend, just a singular friend. If your friend starts watching the Locked On Ole Miss podcast, you're looking at a show that is getting 5,000 views a day. That is the point we're at at the moment. So it's pretty cool indeed. So I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by the um, brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like Jackson Dart, Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. So Jackson Dart is going to be in show me mode and everybody's going to be in show me mode about Athletic Brewing as well. Jackson Dart can come out and completely go over his expectations against the Mercer Bears and and set us up for a lot of excitement moving forward. So Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. Just has. They make a non-alcoholic beer that actually tastes good, full of flavor, well-crafted, just like full-strength beer. You can find that Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first-time line order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. It's near beer, exclusions, and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Every dayers, we got John Macon Gillespie coming up tonight. We got Pratt Rogers tomorrow. We're still waiting on Wednesday, trying to figure out who that is going to be. Thursday will be the voice of the Mercer Bears, talking about the Mercer Bears. And Friday will be. Tom Vanderford should be a lot of fun this weekend, by the way, about an hour before kickoff, we are going to live stream and do a little bit of a pregame show. And about 30 minutes after the game, we are going to live stream and do a postgame report as well. Should be really fun for everybody to see that. Anyway, it's Monday. Week zero happened. Week one is coming up. We have lines and these lines are brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sports book of Locked On. And there's some interesting matchups with 14 games this weekend in the Southeastern Conference. The first two are on Thursday night. And that's kind of important 
um, with what's going on. So two games are on Thursday night. On the SEC Network is the South Dakota Coyotes at the Missouri Tigers. And it's a game that's no line because it's an FCS um, program. We do not put lines on them because they usually come up later in the week anyway. Um, But South Dakota is in that area with North Dakota and North Dakota State and the South Dakota State that usually gets a team early in the season. They they usually beat a D1 program. I think Missouri's better. I think Missouri's probably going to win this game, and they're probably going to win it fairly comfortably, but do not be surprised if South Dakota all of a sudden shows up and you're like, whoa, that's interesting. Second game, Florida at Utah. The Utes lost in Gainesville. They're seven-point favorite. Cam Risen, that tells me that I think Cam Risen is probably going to play. Utah has a pretty good team. Um, they're the two-time defending Pac-12 champions, um, and probably this year they'll be the last-time Pac-12 championship, judging by what USC did in the first week. Um, so Florida, they don't have Anthony Richardson. Without Anthony Richardson, they don't win the game in Gainesville last year. Utah has a pretty good team. I think this line's pretty close to where it needs to be, honestly. I would probably honestly take Utah to cover that line. It just kind of is what it is there. UVA is in Nashville. I'm listening as that just because they're in Nashville. They're playing Tennessee. Tennessee is a 28-and-a-half-point favorite. UVA is a bad football team. They were pretty good when Bronco Mendenhall was coaching them. They are not very good at the moment. The questions in this game that you need to watch, A, that's a pretty decent number, um, and I'm not sure because I'm not sure how well Joe Milton is going to perform in this game. I just don't. He's been named the starting quarterback to start a season at two different schools, and he didn't finish them both as the starting quarterback. And the backup being Nico Imaleva, or Imaleva, um, that, that's interesting with a true freshman. Maybe there's more rope. Uh, more leash that is given. It, it, I, I I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It is one of those situations where what is Josh Heupel going to do if Joe Milton struggles? I don't know if he is the dude moving forward long-term for the Tennessee Volunteers. Ball State is at Kentucky. Kentucky is a 26-and-a-half point favorite. Um, this game is I like Devin Leary at quarterback. This could be a coming out tight game for the Kentucky Wildcats. Um, I think they cover it pretty easily. It's pretty interesting to see Kentucky become that good program. And Mark Stoops has done a heck of a job up in Lexington. Mercer is at Ole Miss. It's a game on SEC Network Plus, ESPN Plus. You can also catch it on Sirius XM Channel 81 on the Sirius XM app. You can check it out there as well. Mercer, FCS team, no line. Um, This is a game that Ole Miss should win fairly handily. Um, If they don't, it's a problem. UMass is at Auburn. Auburn is a 38-and-a-half point favorite. That is way too many numbers um, at the end. Uh, Auburn is probably going to win this game. They're probably going to win this game comfortably, but I would put it closer to four touchdowns as opposed to six. Um, So we'll see exactly how that goes as well. UMass beat New Mexico State in New Mexico State over the weekend. I know that traditionally that doesn't say anything, but this is the first game. That game was the first time that UMass is beating an FBS opponent to start the season since like 1983. So it doesn't mean nothing. 
So we'll see what happens with the Minutemen going down to the Plains. You got Western Carolina at Arkansas. You get to see what the Dan Enos offense looks like up on the hill. Should be a fairly comfortable win for the Arkansas Razorbacks as well. If it's not just like the Ole Miss Mercer game, it's a problem. Seagull at Mississippi State. I'm not saying this is going to be a close game. Mississippi State should win this game just like the other two um, and be some be situating themselves. But this game, you can actually watch it and see exactly what the offense looks like. You can see whether or not Will Rogers is going to have a comfort factor. Remember what we talked about in the first segment. The air raid is like ethanol in a quarterback's gas tank. It is hard to unlearn what is built in muscle memory. And, and Will Rogers has three or four years in that system as well. So that should be interesting to see. I expect Mississippi State to win that fairly easily as well. UT Martins at Georgia, that's just not funny. That That's almost um, obscene what is going to happen there. So I feel sorry for the Skyhawks of UT Martin going down to the number one and rightfully so Georgia Bulldogs. Alabama A&M is at Vanderbilt in the week one game. This would be Vandy. They're 1-0. Vandy has to go 4-0 this season for the season to be um, a chance at being growth worthy as it goes on. They need to win their non-conference games. They need to beat um, Wake Forest on the road in Winston-Salem. All of that we'll keep an eye on. Um, they did not look particularly good against the Hawaii um, Rainbows or the higher, Hawaii, Hawaii Warriors. Uh, I forget which ones they go by at the moment. But um, this could be a get-right game with Alabama A&M playing the Vanderbilt Commodores. Then you got New Mexico, the Lobos, going to Texas A&M. 37-and-a-half-point favorite, Texas A&M is. Um, it's the game, the first game with Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino. It'll be interesting to see exactly what happens. That is a huge number for somebody that has not scored more than 30 points in like two years or something like that. But it'll be interesting to see what's going on. I'm interested to see Ruben Owens, too. I think he's going to be a dude. North Carolina is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over South Carolina. This is a game that's being played in Charlotte. Um, Basically, it should be a lot of fun. This is going to be a fun game to watch. I want to see Drake May from North Carolina, honestly, without the air raid. And I want to see if South Carolina at the end of the year was kind of a flash in the pan. But I'm looking forward to this football game. I, I, I think South Carolina has a chance to cover. Um, I, I Whenever Phil Longo left North Carolina, kind of, kind of left them interesting a little bit. Because, like I said, the air, roads, air raid is like ethanol. MTSU at Alabama. Alabama is a 39 and a half point favorite with Alabama essentially playing murder ball. I want to see what happens if there's turnovers on defense. This could be a game that special teams and defensive touchdowns resurgence happens at Alabama. Um, but I don't know if the, the, I think that number might be too high. This could be a 35 to three. This is an absolute mauling. That, that's my point. LSU is a two and a half point favorite over Florida State last year. I listed it at, as versus Florida State. Uh, actually, that says Florida State. For yeah, I misspelled that. Um, but LSU's favored by two and a half points as well. Good grief! You got to you got to copy check your work. Um, but sometimes you misspell that as well. But Florida State is a good program. They have a chance to be very good this year. They are probably the favorite to win the ACC. 
LSU, everybody thinks they're going to be pretty good. They have Jaden Daniels, who is one of the top quarterbacks in the Southeastern Conference. You've got that defense. You've got the way they finished winning the West. I think that they will be pretty good indeed. So this is also the last week for open enrollment in the Discord, okay? DM me if you don't have an invite, um, and I will get that to you. It stops Friday at, I don't know, we'll say noon. Um, if it's afternoon, you're not going to get in. After that, it becomes a private message board, and we can have fun, and we can do all the stuff that we want to do in that. So thank you very much for all of this. The numbers that we are looking at in the month of August of people that consumed Locked On Ole Miss is ridiculous. And we're going to put that out um, shortly after the end of the month of August. We do want to thank Stewart's Dill Pickles, um, which you can order that online. The link is in the description. Um, they will be coming on, I think, after, um, the, after the Mercer game. Next week, they will come on board as a local sponsor. And there's another local sponsor that could be about to pop as well. So thank you very much for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first choice every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. And don't think that we're not proud of being Ole Miss's morning show. It's really cool indeed. It's game week. It's here. Hotty toddy, everyone.